hand smokes. Hold on, just let me cross. Most of the Dude, you're messing up the sign. Andrew, yell at them. That's all we had. Smokes. The sign is all we had. Freeze! A uh, uh, different thing is all that all you have. Well, the you know, the, what? Here's the snake. <laughs> Why do we? Why do? Why is? Why do we want steak? Snake. Snake. There's a snake on the thing. Yeah. Why? <laughs> if there's a. If there's a Freeze! snake. Freeze! Justin, show me why there's a snake on the thing. Good afternoon, everyone. This is House of Pride Radio, brought to you by your fabulous host here, the Emperor of San Francisco, Salvador Tovar. And also, our sponsor this today is Sparky's Fun and Joy. Sparky's Fun and Joy is located on 115 Clement Street, where we do a lot of balloon party supplies and toys for kids and pets. You can find us online at www.sparkysfunandjoy.com. And you can also give us a call. 415-254-9323. We're going to have a great show for you today. We have some guests calling in. We also have Mike Evans with the Imperial News calling in. But we'll start with, the, with some...
And we are back with House of Pride Radio, brought to you today by Sparky's Fun and Joy. Sparky's Fun and Joy, we are located at 115 Clement Street for all of your fun and joyous needs here in the Bay Area. We have some really great, great, cool things that we do with balloons and party supplies. And our philosophy is you dream it, we create it, we blow it. And with us right now, we have a call now. Um, hi, caller. Is this, uh, who's this on the line? Hi, Your Majesty. This is Mimiosa. Hey, Mimiosa. How are you? I am great. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm just... I'm just waiting for our summer to kick in, but I guess this is our, definitely a, a San Francisco summer this year, where it's uh, really cold. Yeah, how's, how's your day been? Um, it's been pretty great. I am outside, um, not in San Francisco. I am a little warmer in Palo Alto, <laughs> um, but I will be returning back to the city soon, so... Can't wait for that. <laughs> great, great, great. Well, Mimiosa, I hear there's some amazing things that you, uh, you're you aspiring to take on this year. You want to talk to our um, our audience about it? Yeah. So I am running for the title of Miss Golden Gate with the Imperial Council of San Francisco. And what this is is a contest to see who can sell the most raffle tickets. Uh, we have some amazing prizes, such as the grand prize of a week's stay in Puerto Vallarta, and all the net proceeds of the ticket sales goes towards helping raise funds for charities. So you win, charities win, everyone wins. Great, great, great. Now, um, how does one obtain these tickets, and, and what does a ticket do? Does it, does it help the core? Does it help you? How does, it, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, you can buy tickets from me in person um, at a couple of our uh, official events coming up. For example, this Saturday, we have our monthly fundraiser at Bow from 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, next Wednesday, we have our games night at The Lookout from 7 till basically however long you want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or if you don't remember what events I, I just mentioned, you can find me at my page, um, hashtag Mimi4GG, so that's hashtag M-I-M-I, -I, the number four, uh, G-G, and then you'll find my page with all the events listed there. Um, for the ticket uh, proceeds, they go towards helping the Monarchs uh, Administrative Fund, which helps them host the fun events that we are having all this month. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's kind of funny. Mimi, um, so is it Mimi-Gigi? 4GG. Oh, Mimi-4GG. Okay. <laughs> I hear a cheer coming on with that. But that's great. That's great. Now, how long have you been doing drag, Mimi? Uh, since April of this year. So I'm still very new. I'm very excited to be doing more. Wow. Well, I know that there's a lot of queens out there that have seen you on the streets and uh, on the streets. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you out there on the streets, but they really like your look. They really like your um, your attitude with it and uh, have fun with it. I think that's a that's a great that's a great avenue for you. It gives you an opportunity to come out and meet other folks and be an entertainer and choose to give and provide for your community through the art of drag. How, how's your so how's your months been in drag? What what do you like about it and what do you dislike about it? Oh, <laughs> this month so far has been quite exciting. Been to a lot of events so far, including 
um, the announcements that we had on uh, this past Saturday, which we had a great turnout. We raised lots of money um, for the, um, not only for ourselves with our ticket sales, but also in addition for the Monarchs uh, Administrative Fund. Um, the most favorite part is definitely seeing everyone out supporting the community, supporting us, um, supporting everyone basically, not just the LGBT community, but also the Bay Area because we do have some um, beneficiaries who are also just Bay Area in general. Um, the toughest part though is definitely staying in drag. <laughs> I, because I'm still new to it, I haven't quite gotten used to, to being um, a girl and receiving so much attention, but it's, it's so exciting. I love it. Yeah, uh, breaking in those heels there. Tell us, a, so I want to just call you out here a little bit. I, I hear that you went to go visit Alexis Miranda at Divas, a shout out to Divas over there. <laughs> and uh, tell us about that experience. I mean, you fr freshly being into drag and now with these men in, in a transsexual bar and they're seeing this really hot Mimiosa. Tell us about that. And um, so I was a little caught unaware. I did not realize it was uh, a transsexual <laughs> until after I had already arrived and performed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really exciting, um, lots of fun. Definitely stayed up way past my bedtime, but the crowd there is just so amazing. Um, everyone's so supportive. I, I had tons of fun. Great, Mimi. Great. Now, should you be the the winner of this contest for the Golden Gate? What what do you what do you plan on doing with that? Or have you thought about maybe the charity that you'd like to raise money for? Yeah. Um, and so for events, um, I do love to bake. So I was thinking something with like a bake sale would be a lot of fun, especially since. I've seen pictures of other people in our court who have posted their food pictures that look amazing as well. So I, I know there are some great chefs uh, in our family. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. So dry queens out there, loosen up those girdles there because Mimiosa's out there to bake for you girls. <laughs> to fill you in and uh, no better yet with all the holidays coming up and you can help fatten up the the queen world out there <laughs> natural padding <laughs> natural padding i love that hmm mimiosa for Gigi as and slash her new product line that she will probably be selling at sparky's fun and joy called natural padding <laughs> well mimi do you have any last words for our audience here um, yeah, definitely come check out, support, hashtag Mimi for Gigi. I'm going to be out all month um, until the finale, which is August 28th, where we'll be having our Golden Gate Games, um, the team competition, and then the finale uh, from, uh, I think it's, what's it, 7? Or no, 4 to 7. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's all on the page, um, hashtag Mimi for Gigi. Awesome. So again, uh, hashtag Mimi for Gigi. You can find out your information out there. And then, um, yeah, so good luck, Mimi. And uh, we wish you well. And again, um, yeah, go on and start selling. That helps us definitely with our administration fund. So thanks so much. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. Bye, everyone. Awesome. So that was Mimi Osa there, one of our contestants for the Miss Golden Gate pageant here with the Imperial Court. Now, as many of you know, like I'm part of the Imperial Court. I am the reigning emperor. <clears throat> 
And what we do here is um, we raise money for different charities. The organization started in about 50, a little over 50 years ago with a gentleman by the name of Jose Sadias. And what he happened was he was running for a contest here, some kind of pageant, and he was crowned the queen of San Francisco. And he says, huh, I'm already a queen. I, I wanted the title empress. So lo and behold, uh, Jose Sadias became the first empress of San Francisco and also became the widow of, of Emperor Norton. Now, Emperor Norton has a really fun, cool tale there. For those of you who have not been here in San Francisco, it's a tale about this gentleman who was fairly successful at the start of his life. He came from a pretty decent family, but lost it all to um, to his business. He went just he just went into the wrong businesses and so forth. And at the end, ended up homeless. Well, this gentleman was here, and he proclaimed himself the emperor of San Francisco, and did all these proclamations, and everybody was thinking, gosh, this guy's pretty crazy out there. Well, he was. He was pretty crazy. But you know what? He made a difference. <laughs> he actually created his own currency, which wasn't worth a dime or even worth a penny. But every there was people out there that admired him and that took that in and gave him his food, gave him some clothing. In fact, the city of San Francisco, when his coat was all worn out and rubbish, they went and purchased a new one for him so that he had something because he was a figure. He was an icon here in San Francisco. So yeah, so that's the story of Emperor Norton. Well, then seven years later, after the Imperial Court of San Francisco started, that's when Mama Jose said, you know what, we do need an emperor. And so the Emperor's Council had started there. John Bazell knows quite a bit of that story. I had the privilege of meeting him because he was part of that founding story there in which we elected our first, uh, our, yeah, our emperor, first emperor after Norton, which was Emperor Marcus. So yeah, there was this been a, a great rich history here in San Francisco with all of these individuals whose purpose in life was to give back to the community, to be beacons in our society, and to raise awareness. There was some stories that came up that people were telling throughout the show with the last couple of sessions where they discussed some of the bigotry, some of the hatred that was going on, and a lot of those things I really did not pay any attention to before, or maybe I was unaware of things when it came to that those special topics and so forth. So when we're finding out about this information, it was really interesting, and I'm glad that the audience and the users were all finding out about what was going on in, in those days when men in drag were out and they had to wear a, a, t, a little button and pin that said, hey, I'm a man, and so forth, because they would go to jail if they were found that they were uh, impersonating someone else. So that was kind of interesting there. Um, yeah, so again, that's a, that's a story there for for the Imperial Court of San Francisco, and what we've been we've been doing some really amazing work this year. My, I'm going to give a shout out to my Empress out there, Empress Emma Peel. Uh, she's out there working in our community, doing some great great fantastic things out there, and also. Um, our court. Our court is name is is called the Unified Court of Love and Friendship. And where that all started from was it's about this unity. I think one of the big things that Emma and I realized was that we wanted to unite these individuals within the court system. And in fact, we also needed to unite ourselves. We came from different backgrounds and we wanted to go ahead and 
believe in this unity. So at first it was a little difficult to me that we had, we had different ideas, different backgrounds and so forth. But you know what? Love conquers all. <laughs> That's right. Love conquers all. And my empress and I, I have to say that we have this great relationship. We are pushing forward. We are developing our story and um, getting ready for our uh, coronation that's coming up in about six months. And I have a call here coming in, so just one moment. Hi, thank you for calling House of Pride Radio. Who do I have on the line? It's Nikki in LA. Hey, how are you? How are you? I am doing fabulous. I am, well, I'll tell you what. I am enjoying our lovely weather here, which is our winter in San Francisco. How about yourself down there? Well, it's LA, so uh, I'm wearing flip flops. Uh. It could be December. It could be December. I'm wearing flip flops. But I, I will tell you this I'm, I'm on Doheny Drive in front of the Four Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm a little jealous of you in those flip-flops as I was freezing my tail off all day today. And then I move over here to where the radio station's at, and uh, the sun's out. I mean, I feel like the sun's going to come out, not tomorrow, but this afternoon. And now it's, like, really nice, and I'm trying to take in the flip-flops and the L.A. sunshine that you have down there. So thank you for bringing those rays. I'll send some over to you. Oh, totally. <laughs> so yeah, so I, so so for the listeners out there, I have the pleasure of having. We actually have the pleasure of having a great friend, Renee, who does uh, hair by Renee, and he's an amazing hairstylist yeah. down there in LA. Now, Nikki, does he do your hair as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. He he's done my hair for for years, and uh, yeah, I mean he's the only one. I'll tell you the first. Three years I lived in LA, I um, would only get my hair cut and colored when I was back in New York, which is where I'm from. Um, but then I, but then luckily through my very good friend Lizzie, I found Renee, and yeah, I love him. He's the best. Oh yeah, I've I seen him. I've seen him at work, and I've seen him at um, and some of his um, his models that that come out after after all of the work and performance that he does with them. So that's pretty awesome. He's a he's a hot little mother. That's really. He really is. Oh, yeah. He make us all look like model. You look like model. <laughs> it's very true. It's it, very true. It is. No, I, I've, I've loved seeing... You know what I love about his work? I love that he loves his work, and it's like a piece of art for him. And I think that's... that's and I think that's something that he, some, some hairstylers or hairdressers or barbers, which, whichever name you want uh, to call yourselves, that's that's a key in finding somebody. And I think that's when you find your, your niche, your barber, your hairstylist for life. It's because they start treating you like you're this art piece. And every time you come in there, I'm, we're with our hair longer and we're with all these complaints. And then all of a sudden you sit there and then they just sculpt us. They, they create art with our hair. No, and it's, it's totally true. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, so I always had very thick, you know, long hair. And when I was a kid, I was, my father wouldn't let me cut it. He would not let me. I was not allowed to cut It was like, I, I, he, he, it was as if it was his hair. I wasn't allowed to cut it. And, of course, now as an adult, you know, I do what I want with it. But um, I, you're totally right, because even if I think of the number of times I've had, like, 
just some major life change, you know, like a breakup or oh, yeah. often a breakup. <laughs> and then I'm like, I want to cut all my hair off or I want to I wanna dye it red or it just feels, and it's like you walk in and it's like you get something done and I kind of, I get up feeling like, okay, like I just did something different. Things are going to be different. Yeah, no, I, I have plenty of friends, even myself, coloring my hair, letting it grow longer, all these things. And it's just about that transformation of moments in life where we just need that change. And changing our, our image with our hair, I think, is a, is a big statement and, um, for a lot of people when they see us. So yeah, so now that's pretty awesome. So viewers and, and audience there, so the, yeah, we have this great friend again, Renee. So if you're down there, look him up, Hair by Renee in LA. He is so amazing. Budo Latino, uh, just uh, yes, a, a, yep. just an amazing, very handsome man. And right in West Hollywood, which is where you want to get your hair done, that's where the best people are. That is right. That's right. He's in West. Now, what's the name of the place? Is it uh, True? Trust. Trust. That's right. That's right. Trust. Yeah. Yeah. But he'll yeah. come to your house. Too. He'll come to your house. Yeah. So awesome. Well, enough about Renee. We didn't call. You didn't call in to talk about Renee. Let's talk about you. Hi, so. Renee. <laughs> so you're coming up here to do, or let's actually let's start. Let's start with the show. Tell us the name of the show and tell us more information. Okay. Well, so you know, basically, I the reason I moved to LA. Oh my God, 14 years ago is uh, to work film and TV. And so for for one part of my life, I uh, you know I make movies. That's like I make comedies. And um, and so I work with screenwriters, right? And I work in Hollywood, and I try to come up with stories and all of that and as you probably know a lot of people may know or may not know you know you could develop 20 movies and then nine or you could develop 20 movies and 20 never see the light of day so and even if something does see the light of day it can take 10 years easily and so about five years ago I got sick of it and I, I missed writing and I missed performing and so I started this show down here in Los Angeles called Don't Tell My Mother. And the idea was that, like, I grew up, I'm, you know, I'm Jewish, I'm from New York, I'm gay, and I grew up with a really, like, um, really overprotective Jewish mother, like all the cliches, you know, and I had to tell her everything. And, uh, and I really thought there was no secrets I could keep to myself, but then I found out, no, like, you're not supposed to have that relationship with your mom. You're, you're supposed to actually have things that are just yours. Um, I had no idea. So I started this show called Don't Tell My Mother, and I thought, you know, that was a cool way for people to tell the stories that they don't tell their mother. Huh. Me, I tell the stories that I have told my mother, but most people don't. <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, we started that show at this little theater in Hollywood, um, just with cool comics, you know, the great comedy clubs down in L.A., right? Fabulous actors, fabulous performers, fabulous writers. And I wanted some cool people that I thought were super talented to get, like, seen by agents and casting directors and managers. And so I would work with them on their stories. And, and then I also got to perform. And pretty soon we started having like people that you would know from TV and movies do the show. And so it's, you know, people that you've never seen kind of telling their own stories. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm listening. Oh, cool. Okay. I thought I lost you. No, no, no. Uh, no, I, I, okay, great. So, um, yeah, so you have these people that like you've never seen like actually like tell their own words, you know, in their own real stories. Yeah. You read somebody else's script. You know, telling these hilarious stories about their life and 
in a way, like, it's so cool because I get to relate to people that I've only, you know, idolized on television. Like, Terry Hatcher did the show last wow. year and was so, so brilliant. I mean, oh, my God. He's one of my favorite people who ever did the show. He told this hilarious sex story. I mean, you know, like Desperate Housewives. Like, I've only seen her, you know, <laughs> be an actor and say fabulous words that are, you know, written and... Oh my God, she's she was hilarious. Um, Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live did it. Um, when we did the show in New York, Tracy Ellis Ross. If, if your fans are um, uh, watch the show Blackish, uh huh. Because she's Diana, you know, she's Diana Ross's daughter. Wow. Um, yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross is. Oh my God, she's amazing. Uh, yeah, so all these really fabulous, you know, fabulous actors and actresses and comics and. Um, yeah, we do it in L.A., and we're going to finally bring it to San Francisco in November. That is super exciting. I, I can't wait to, to see it and, and actually to continue bringing on, bring you on to the show and learning more about it so that way we can create this big climatic experience and get a big crowd going out there. I, I, I can't wait to meet you. Back to Renee, because, you know, it's definitely all about Renee. It's all about Renee Day. Um, <laughs> He has said, seriously, he has said the most wonderful things about you. Oh, yes, he's a doll. He's he and I clicked it really well when we uh, we were both cheerleaders when he was on Cheer LA, and that's when I got the I had the opportunity to meet him. Yeah, and then from there we were cheer brothers, and then we we found out that we were both unicorns, and yeah, and then long story short, last year we all uh, myself. Renee and another friend of ours, Jody Mashburn, we all three got the same tattoo because we were in a in a in a swimming not a swimming pool, we were in a jacuzzi in Palm Springs, and we found this like tw- this really young like 21 year old guy that was coming in, Romanian, really hot guy, and then he was talking about his little stories there, um, and his his theory about men in Palm Springs, he thought everybody was HIV positive. And it was like, what? no, yeah, he was just, but it was just, it was a stereotype that he was saying, right? But it was just something he brought up, and then we were like trying to, to um, educate him, and you know, we could have been like, like uh, sirens and devoured him, and you know, because <laughs> he was quite a, quite a hunk there. But instead, we educated him on, on individuals. Not everybody that's a certain age is HIV positive or has full AIDS. And then we told him about the Cheer LA and told him about auditions because he was also a gymnast when he was 18 he got kicked out of his house and he's a twin i mean all this big story so long story short we saved we saved him and instead of being sirens to eat him we chose to commemorate that moment with having a uh, three waves on the on our left side <laughs> yeah right by our ribs <laughs> i definitely thought this was ending in an orgy i'm a little disappointed i know well it could have been it could so that was it really could that was a very big possibility, you know, but it's a story we won't tell our mother, huh? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. No, I just, I just can't, I can't wait to meet you. I really can't. And I'm, wait, I have an important question. What's a unicorn? What is a unicorn? Oh, that's really great. I like that. I like that. Um, so 
I actually asked this question yesterday to somebody, and they knew the answer. So from a, tech, a technical perspective or a techie, um, unicorn uh, companies are like these magical creatures, right, that don't, that don't exist. But a unicorn is a startup that reaches like $1, uh, $1 billion. And then now, there, there's a, now they're, it's, they're reaching the $10 billion mark. So it's like um, startups like Uber and uh, what is it, like Lyft and so forth that are, going in, that are increasing drastically and so forth. So that's the boring technical spot. The, the rainbows and unicorns portion of it, it's just someone who believes, who's very optimistic and one who sees not the glass half full or not the glass half empty, but a glass that's refillable, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so that's the that's the whole thing about being a unicorn. It's just this energy, and you know, I mean, we it's it, we're we're these rare individuals out there. But when somebody when we find each other, it's just this magical experience of just having that understanding, having that knowledge that you want to be a part of something bigger in life, and you just get drawn to these other individuals and and that want to be a part of that piece, and then they may go on to a different thing in their life, but all of a sudden, you know, you still pick up what's for you left off with them months, even years back, and it's like if they were just there yesterday. Yeah, so it's been a great, great, it's that, that's, what a, that's what a unicorn is to us, and that's why we have that, that great uh, experience. Or great energy with us. I definitely think Renee is a unicorn. I think I'm a unicorn then. Yeah, see. I'm a well, when when he when he starts fixing your hair again, tell him to move to pick this um your hair up in the front and see if he can feel it. <laughs> feel that okay, horniness right. there. <laughs> well, that that that's there for sure. All right. Now, now, now I know I'm a unicorn. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. And how? And tell our listeners here how they can find more information about you and your show. Oh, totally. So, uh, yeah, so you guys can check out DontTellMyMother.com. So it's two T's, DontTellMyMother.com. And that lists all our upcoming shows. And you guys can follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And that's uh, at DTMM Show. So it's just like Don't Tell My Mother Show, but it's just the letter. It's DTMM Show. But, yeah, go to DontTellMyMother.com, and uh, it'll have all the info of when we're going. And I don't know if you guys are uh, into uh, podcasts, but I am. And if you kind of want to hear stuff and, you know, make your commute fun, we have a fun podcast called Don't Tell My Mother, um, just up on iTunes, and it's for free. Awesome. So, again, if you guys are interested in those podcasts out there, you can definitely find them. It's Don't Tell My Mother. And then the hashtag is DTMM. Is that correct? Uh, DTMM Show. Show. Okay, DTMM Show. Yep. Great. Well, you know what? I cannot wait until I see you and give you this big hug and our horns touch and meet, finally. We can have our horns crossed. Exactly. And then we'll be telling the story about the pool that we're in, or maybe the jacuzzi and and (laughs) all the fun activities that will take place. And then we'll get a a tattoo to commemorate it. Yeah, awesome. Well, well, thank you so much again for calling in, and uh, you have a great day down there. And stay, uh, yeah, stay in the sun. And I'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, a total stereotype, and I'm gonna go to Whole Foods and have something delicious, overpriced, and gluten free. That's what I'm gonna do right now. Yum, yum. We'll have something. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. After the show, I'll be eating something. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you soon. Sure. No problem. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
Awesome, listeners. Well, yeah, you definitely heard about um, what's going on out there. And uh, Don't Tell Your Mother show. And she's definitely coming out here in November. And we'll, it's going to be an amazing show. Go and listen to her podcast out there. And we're going to go ahead and take a little music break here. Again, today's show is brought to you by Sparky's Fun and Joy. You dream it, we create it, we blow it. You can find them at 115 Clement Street or visit them online at www.sparkysfunandjoy.com. And we are back with House of Pride Radio. And I do have some really great great news. I have, in fact, I don't have the great news. I have some imperial news. Uh, Mike Evans, are you on the call? Yes, that's absolutely right. Uh, This is Mike Evans reporting for the imperial news. Oh, yeah, she wanted me to do a bit, did you? Yeah, so Mike's on now, and, and he's, uh, so so Mike's our, our Imperial newscaster here. If you can hear the resemblance of the BBC there. <laughs> Naturally, of course. I mean, it is the uh, big black, I'm oh, sorry, the, um, the British Broadcasting Corporation, after all. I had to, you know, fly the flag, as it were, for the Brits. Um, well, actually, I do have some, uh, some stories that you definitely wouldn't want to tell your mother. Um, Obviously went to Lazy Bear this weekend. I think I told you that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So speaking yeah. of, so tell the tell oh. the listeners about what Lazy Bear is and what you experienced there. Oh God. Well, okay. So Guernsey, up in uh, Northern California, about an hour and a half north of uh, San Francisco, is this little getaway place uh, on the Russian River. It's very leafy. It's very green, and it's also rather gay um, at any time of year. But especially uh, during Lazy Bear, where it is just to say uh, it's a shit show would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that. Absolutely wonderful guys go there. So it's all, it's, as I may suggest, Lazy Bear. It's mostly the berry types. But basically, anyone who likes uh, anybody who has even the remote semblance of hair is. Um, is best off going there because it is absolutely fantastic. It's my first Lady Bear. I, I, this is my first year in America, so I'm kind of experiencing all the different things, and, uh, and the boys are being very, very kind so far, which is good of them. 
Um, so your but, first yeah, experience my... in Lazy Bear, huh? Mm, oh god, yeah, and um, it was a it was a bloody good one. Um, <laughs> it, to say that, well, basically the weekend went something like this: uh, get there, booze, dick, booze, dick, booze, dick. There's a pattern for me. And in no particular order, right? Uh, oh, pretty much in that order, actually. <laughs> I mean, uh, there were some nights where it was like, boo, dick, boo, dick, 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 boo, dick, boo. You know, there was like a crescendo of dick. Um, but yeah, I did not expect it to be like that. Um, why? I mean, God knows why I didn't expect it to be that dicky, because let's be honest, it's just going to be, it's a gay event. There's going to be dicks flying around everywhere. But it was actually, it was really good. And there were some mellow parts, and there were some fantastic events going on. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I found out about it, found out about it very late, um, and so I didn't get my shit together and actually get myself a, a pass. Um, but for two hundred dollars, you could get yourself pretty much into every single event. You could go to individual events as one pound door, um, but that pass pretty much just let you like, fly in and fly out as you please, and actually represented quite a good kind of money. Um, having said that, I didn't go to any of the events at all because, I, as I was saying, I didn't have my shit together. But even just being in Gunville and being at the Rainbow and at the R3 and on the Russian River and at the Johnson Beach and there was somewhere else where there was a bonfire as well. I can't remember what they're called, but that was, <laughs> um, yeah, that was raunchy. Yeah, no, I remember my first time down there. It was um, uh, wow. So I've been I've been here in the city now for about ten years. So it has to have been probably nine years ago or so. But my first experience down there is kind of very similar to you, where it was the booze, booze, dick, 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 booze, 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 dick, yeah. dick, booze, booze, booze. And then, but the, one of the funny, or that, I shouldn't say funny, one of the interesting moments or what somebody that I met, I actually met a priest. <laughs> that was, and, and yeah, that's been my like claim to fame for my first time in Lazy Bear was uh, I hooked up with a priest up down there who was here from San Francisco <laughs> of all places. <laughs> Well, if you're going to hook up with a priest anywhere that's outside of the Church of England, it's going to be there. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was just a fun experience. I had, we had a friend of ours who had a house down there, and, and, and we just stayed there. It was just, oh, it was so awesome. Yeah, and then oh, that's, that's where I... That's definitely the way to do it. A friend of mine also has just literally moved from San Francisco to go and go, hi, Tilly, if you're listening. Um, and he put me up. That's pretty awesome. That was, that was definitely the way to do it, because it just meant more money for booze which consequently meant more dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really good, and everyone was really, really friendly. Um, what I found at some of the other, a few other events I've been to is that there can be a degree of kind of, not necessarily body shaming, but definitely there are little clicks that go around about. It just was not like it at all at Lazy Bear. It was such good fun, and everyone was such a good sport. So um, there were no clicky bears over there. No, not really, not at all. Um, just growling and, bears. <laughs> yeah, and just, and uh, so many people also, that as we were discussing, oh, have you had a good time, what have you, were also saying the same thing, which is, I have not had this much sex ever. <laughs> and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not usually that kind of girl. <laughs> I'm not usually that kind of girl, but you are so right, I can't even. Like, it was, it was the amount of sex was just off the fucking chain. It was ridiculous. Wow. Um, but it was a bloody good time. Really, really good time. I love that. Bloody good time. Bloody good time. Kind of little place. <laughs> now, I know you weren't out there just for play there, Mike. And so before we even get there to that part, 
Speaking of play, I want to talk about how I had the opportunity of meeting Mike here. And this actually happened, what, I think is about two weeks ago? Yeah, I believe I was on my knees in the park. <laughs> That's a casual Wednesday morning. <laughs> wow, we're going to get some calls on that one there. Right? No, so, so I was I was delivering balloons. Yes, I do work at Sparky's Fun and Joy sometimes. And oh, no. I actually had the dates wrong for flagging in the park. Now, Sister Annie was here a couple of weeks ago and talking about flagging the park and how the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence help them raise money so that way they can have this event. Long story short, two weeks ago they had their event there, and when I realized that, oh shit, I'm, I have it on the wrong day, I'm supposed to deliver mm-hmm. balloons, it's my little gift to them, I went over there and delivered the balloons. Well, lo and behold, who do I see but the sky there? Fairly, I mean, very attractive man there, you know. He was standing there, and all of a sudden, right on his chest there, you could see his nipple through it. And I was, like, really intrigued. I'm like, oh, okay, he's got a hole in his shirt. But no, it's not. It actually was a was a paw, a bear paw on there, if, if I'm correct. Right, Mike? Um, what kind of paw would you say that is? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Look, I've sucked dick and had booze since then, okay, as you might have, as I might have mentioned. I can't remember the full details, but that sounds about right. <laughs> well, yeah. So then I see this. I see. I see Mike over there, and I get introduced to him, and I see another gentleman. Tilly actually had another shirt. It said "Woof," and the letters were cut out from the hoodies that they were both wearing. And it was really nice. It was very, a uh, very seductive, very sensual type attire. Yet it wasn't too revealing. It revealed just enough to give right. that sensuality or that kind of sexual tone. But, um, but enough to ha- start this conversation. So we were there chit-chatting away. And then I, I was introduced to Mike as the emperor of San Francisco. And we were exactly. chatting. There was, there was big fanfare, red like carpet. Yes, all the balloons and all the all the confetti were popping and yeah. so forth. Yes, and the confetti was biodegradable. By the way, we were in Golden Gate Park, so we had to be conservative about that. Caveat, caveat, caveat. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, then we met, and and long story short, I told him I am the unicorn emperor uh, of San Francisco, and he says I'd like to make you a hoodie. And we and long story short, Sunday he shows up to Dory Alley and presents me with this amazing hot pink hoodie with the unicorn. It's lined in um, in in black leather with silver. What are they called? Rivets that are on there. Rivets, and oh yeah. my God, it was amazing. It was so like wow. I, I above and beyond what I ever expected. But yeah, that's how I got introduced to the our imperial newscaster here, Mike Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to actually make sure I've got some news to cast. Next time, you know, I come on. Um, but yeah, that is actually how we met. Although I do believe I, um, I, I was, I clutched my pearls slightly when you told me that you were an emperor, and naturally, immediately fell to my knees. More because you, you're quite cute rather than you're an emperor. But I, nonetheless, did the right thing. Got to my knees and, uh, and said, "Oh, your grace, it is such a pleasure. It is an honour and a pleasure to meet you." Um, but yes, I, I think I was wearing my bear claw. Hoodie that day because it was a little bit nippy, but it was um, 
And um, nippy is the like, nippy is the right word to use there because, like I said, it's so revealing. It just revealing enough to where one of his nipple would be showing there, and I was like, right, oh. actually, yeah, yeah, very true. So yeah, <laughs> um, the the way these things work is that there's essentially a design that acts as a window, um, but there's all sorts of kind of like cutout shapes and what have you that then makes up another shape. So I was wearing a bear claw, um, and we also we have all sorts of different designs, uh, but there's like a unicorn, as, as you just said. Um, and they come in different kinds of leathers as well. So the leather is actually fixed, uh, the leather window is fixed to the hoodie and shows whatever you want underneath. So that could well be your skin if you're feeling like being a little bit of a slut. Like I am right now, I'm wearing a red eye red uh, t-shirt with a brown leather um, that says fuzz. So that's currently showing my chest fuzz through it, which is super cute, if I may say so myself. Um, Mike, now what's the what's the uh, what's the brand or what's your what's your um, company's name? So the company is called Quantible, which is spelled Q U A N T Y B U W L. And if you shove a .com at the end there, you'll see that we have a website under construction. Um, I was hoping to have the website up and running many moons ago, but then booze and dick and booze and dick and booze and dick and booze and dick. And dick, <laughs> and dick and before you know it, I'm here on the radio show that I already postponed a week so that I could be ready, and I'm not. Uh, no, but to be fair, we have everything in terms of the product ready. It's just a case of putting the website together, um, which uh, myself and a small team will be doing hopefully by the end of this week. So it'll be live and kicking for you guys to have a look at. Um, but actually already on there is one of it's a unicorn design, in fact, um, modeled by the lovely, lovely Sirius. Um, and, yeah, you can shove your details into there and we'll tell you when we've eventually got our messy arses in gear and we've actually put the site up. Um, yeah, there's a little form for you to check your, check your number and your email address into and what have you. Um, got yeah, it. And you, and you said that was, was Quantable.com? Quantable.com, yes. The name came about because it's basically named after my favourite tipple, which is Quantro and Red Bull. Um, although Quantro is actually spelled C-O-I-N. T-R-E-A-U. <laughs> but I thought American market, I'm gonna have to make this full. So um, I changed it to Q U A N T Y. Um, and so that is how people have come about. It is literally just me telling everybody what I'd like to drink, please. Awesome. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> Well Mike now, so now I um so good. So we're going to see this product line come out here soon, uh, in, mm. uh, in the next uh, week or so, and then you guys will get to see these images of these products. They're, they're friggin' phenomenal. I think that when they come in hoodies, they come in like the muscle shirts. Yeah, uh, we've got them in hoodies, muscle shirts, tank tops, t-shirts. We'll be launching just with the hoodies and the t-shirts to begin with, but like within like a week or two, we'll have a full range of. We've got full style shirts as well. They are super, super cute. Um, one of the things that I was kind of like really concerned about was making them revealing, but not like overly revealing. Obviously, as, as you say, they're kind of socially acceptable slut wear. <laughs> it's not like the kind of stuff that you see. Um, there are there are other you know there are different clothing companies that are gay oriented, and the stuff that they do is kind of very much uh, geared towards a, a type of body. And I've not got that type of body. So when oh I was designing. <laughs> with a couple of the guys. One of the things that we were desperately trying to make sure was that it didn't make you feel exposed. It didn't make you feel like you were showing too much. Um, and I think we struck the nail right on the head. Uh, the text designs that go straight across the chest 
Um, they're awesome. The ones that are slightly bigger that go across the entire chest, the unicorn, the pulpit, and all those different ones. Um, they are slightly more revealing, but again, they're still acceptable to wear out in public, you know. And, and I like what you said, Mike, about the window. It's like it's a window, and it's that window that you, as the person wearing it, get to fulfill what what's being shown through that window. Do you reveal a nipple? Do you reveal more? Do you do you put something else underneath there? It's 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 kind of up to that individual. So it's your unique um, ness within that person. Yeah, your unique your uniqueness <laughs> to where what you want to reveal and what you want, how sexy you want to feel within within your hoodie yeah. or tank top or, or muscle shirt there so I um, I wore a load of these different ones um, with these different designs at Lazy Bear I was kind of testing them out seeing what the, sort of the reaction would be because um, we've done all sorts of stress testing on these, these, these clothing to make sure that it stands the test of time but we've never really gone out and actually gone well what is the public reaction um, come from strangers and it was awesome the number of like everybody who saw it commented on it and was like oh my god that's amazing and a lot of people don't actually kind of realize until they're up close and personal with you that you are showing my skin yeah and so they're like oh my god that's awesome um one of the things that we want to do as well is make sure that you can basically have whatever the hell you want in terms of color so we have 10 different colors of hoodies and, and tops and we also have um different colors of leather and you can customize which color it goes with which um, for free. So you can, in terms of the leather, we have like white leather and black leather and brown leather, and we also have white cowhide, black cowhide, and brown cowhide. Now, I was wearing a T-shirt, basically the same one I've got on now, that says Fuzz. It was on a, a Daddy Hunter green, um, green, so it's like a dark green. And the Fuzz design itself is actually made out of brown huh. um, cowhide. Wow. So people would be like touching it and be like, oh my God, you know, double entendre. You've got the fuzz of the fuzz and the fuzz of my chest. And I have a little bit of hair in there. So. But yeah, <laughs> it, like it couldn't have been any better. It was the best conversation starter. It was so cool. Good. And then I open my mouth and go, hello, I'm British. And they go, <laughs> yes, opening yeah. that mouth again, booze, booze dick, booze dick. Yeah, and it was like booze dick t-shirt, booze dick. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it makes it makes starting conversations with people really easy because it's not something I personally have seen anywhere else. Um, it's it's so kind of out there, um, and yeah, it, it certainly grabs attention, the right kind of attention. There. No one's going to look at you and be like, oh god, there's that girl who's exposing herself. Like it's, it is a subtle enough. Got it. I'm kind of giving you a cheeky wink and going, I'm a slut, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, it was awesome having you on the call here, and uh, we definitely will see you or hear you on more mm. of the calls here as we learn more about the product and more about your uh, booze dick experiences within well, um, California. Yeah, my escapades. I mean, I've only been here since September. <laughs> And I didn't really start like having time for myself until January. And oh my God, have I packed a lot in? Like this, this country has just made me so gay. Like <laughs> so much going on, particularly in the Bay Area and LA. It's just like it is just a constant onslaught of gay stuff that's happening. It's great. It's, I come from rural England, and it's, 
whilst there's gay scenes popping <laughs> outside of London, there's just nothing like here in California. This place is just awesome. And one of the, the first thing I said to myself as well when I touched down in America was like, I'm not going to turn my life into <laughs> occupation gay. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, ten months later, I'm clicking down the street at my Cuban heels, wearing my little boots. I'm like, hey, <laughs> like, really, girl, get it together, dude. <laughs> you know what? Actually, you're just making me—you're you're making me remember too. Uh, so we—I uh, was as we were talking about some of your experiences. Uh, the Pokemon adventure that you were on. Tell our yeah. tell our audience about that. <laughs> okay, okay. So this, I this is great. Pokemon. I've loved I've loved Pokemon since I was a kid. Um, I'm 25, so I was around. I was pretty much the right age range when Pokemon Red and Blue came out, and the subsequent Game Boy Advance, Game Boy games. Um, I decided, well, there was a Pokemon Go call happening in San Francisco, which I'm sure loads of people attended, because there were thousands of people there, and it was incredible. And I was like, I want to go dressed as Jesse from Team Rocket. Like, it's happening. I'm going to drag it. This is the first time I've ever dragged it. Now, the one of the one of the funny things when when Mike and I were talking about this, I was like Jesse, and he's asking me about the character, the different Pokemon, and then he's like, "Wait a moment, how old are you? If you don't know which one of these Pokemon that I'm referring to, the top four, the main ones," I was like, "Let's not ask that question. <laughs> Keep that age where you think it's going to be, and continue on." Right. <laughs> but when I when I heard the Emperor's age, I was just shocked, absolutely, because. The emperor looks nothing like his years at all, <laughs> and um, I thought he was only a few years older than me. But anyway, moving swiftly on, um, about uh, your ridiculous age. Oh, it's really old. Um, I wanted to go to Jesse, so I spoke to my good friend Tilly, the, the uh, sister that I moved up to go with, um, and said, girl, I'm going to need some thigh-high, um, <laughs> black paint leather boots. Can you assist? And he was like, yeah, literally. Scurries for about 30 seconds, pulls out these boots. I'm like, sweet. Where if are you, you going to find all of that, right? In San Francisco, I mean. Right, I am like, if you ever need anything in terms of fancy dress <laughs> or just any kind of dragginess, just ask a sister. They've, they've, they've got it. They've got their shit. Literally, I, knew, I had to move all this shit. Boxes and boxes boxes of glitz and glamour and ostentation and oh my god it's just like I was covered in I mean, this move it was the most fabulous move because I was covered in glitter and sequins and it's great and dust of course it's been good though in the woods anyway so Jesse Team Rocket I ended up wearing um, <laughs> I ended up doing a white hoodie with a big R on the front like she wears and I had black um, elbow gloves and I had this mini skirt which was made out of, I made out of stretchy white material. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> there being, being the thing stretchy. Um, and I had a pink wig and Tilly also did my makeup for me. He dyed my very very large ginger beard pink. Bright pink. Um, and my to match my pink wig. And she <laughs> drew on my face and my eyes. Um which was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Oh, it was it was amazing. Now but that more, face is the face that got you on what cover? Oh, I ended up being on the front page of a load of different, um, like the SF Chronicle website and the SF Gate website. <laughs> and, 
if you just search Pokemon Go Crawl on any of those sites, you'll see the picture of me, like, there. Anyway, so, on the morning, I'm like, oh, I suppose I better actually download Pokemon Go, because I've not <laughs> yet done this. I was going to the Pokemon Go Crawl without actually having downloaded the app. <laughs> so I, I downloaded it, and it obviously just says, like, Jesus, start the Pokemon. So I catch, eventually, after, like, throwing me in fucking Pokeballs, because for some reason the physics is just ridiculous and I can't aim for shit. <laughs> I throwing and realized I was throwing my Pokeballs like a complete girl. Anyway. Now, don't um, worry. The cutouts, the window cutouts are, are pretty pristine. I mean, it's, it's with a laser, so it's not like his aim there. <laughs> right. No, you don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, but my aim in terms of throwing balls, not so good. Catching balls in my mouth, I'm better at. <laughs> I probably have more practice in that field. Anyway. So I and Golden Gate balls. Park, here we come. <laughs> right. Catch balls, I thought. Um, uh, and then it says, now you need to go outside and look for more Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going outside. I'm not doing that. That's shit. So immediately close the app down. That is literally all of the Pokemon going I've ever done. Anyway, so I get all dolled up and makeup up and I'm on my way and I'm driving in my car, uh, stopping at every light with people like, looking over like, what the fuck is she wearing? And seeing me and fucking pissing themselves laughing. Um, I finally get to uh, Dolores Park where it was happening. Where more people started saying, what the fuck is she wearing? Well, yeah, because I was, now I was in the street, like, I mean, you're, basically you're in the castle at that point, so it's like, ah, there's a man in drag, like, uh. but it was particularly, like, vibrant what I was wearing. Black thigh-high boots, white miniskirt that was seriously mini, um, black corset, hoodie, gloves, pink, beautiful. I say beautiful, just a vile to look at, like, <laughs> but, but hilarious. So I'm walking up Dolores Park, which has a slight incline to get the statue where everybody was meeting. There's already thousands of people here. I'm walking up and I realise, oh shit, me walking up an incline makes my miniskirt rise because it's skin tight. So I'm there basically having to do the walk of shame, pulling my miniskirt down as I'm mincing up the, up the <laughs> hill to this statue in the middle of Dolores Park, just like Jesse from, like the draggiest Jesse from Peter going. <laughs> Now, for those of you who don't know Dolores Park, so Dolores Park is a really nice park on a hill here in the Castro Mission area of San Francisco where you have this amazing view of the city. It's just it's spectacular oh, it's there. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And a great place to start Pokemon Go Crawl. <laughs> and a great place to work out those legs and those heels. Right, yes. Oh, my God, my calves and my ankles. Oh, and the balls of my face. Oh. I, I did bring a pair of... Um, change of shoes, but I didn't actually end up you know, using them all that much. Anyway, so I'm walking up the hill, and one of the things that I thought when I started doing the prep work for this, uh, this costume was, oh yeah, there'll be loads of people in costume, obviously. Got there, no one is in costume. Literally nobody had decided with the potential for 30,000 people to be at this fucking Pokemon Go call. Literally zero people had given a fuck about dressing up. And I was there, like, way overdressed, which is the story of my life. Um, just looking like an absolute moron. But I think the most other people dressed up was like a Pikachu onesie, maybe, or a Charmander onesie, and that was about it. <laughs> and I was there, full drag, as Jesse. So everyone's immediately like, oh my God, that's awesome. 
Um, and I'm feeling slightly put out at this point because you know, I've got salmon dragon. So if this was a, if this was an Olympic event, you would have taken oh, gold, huh? It was yeah, like oh god yeah, and everyone <laughs> on the board, like it was just ridiculous. Um, my friend who went with me, um, he dressed as Misty, uh, who's actually serious. He was on, uh, he's modelling on the website uh, at the moment. Um, he went as Misty, which was a bit more like just a bit more of a sedate costume by nature. He wouldn't pull out for it, but um, yeah. I stuck out like a sore thumb. So had loads of pe- people wanted to take their pictures with me, which was super cute. And then all like these test people come over and they'd start talking about Pokemon Go and that kind of stuff. And luckily I, I know a thing or two about it so I could get my way through it. But they're like, so how long have you been playing? And I'm like, since this morning. <laughs> and they're like, right, okay. Um, and they're like, uh, how many Pokemon have you caught? I'm like, one. <laughs> <laughs> the start of Pokemon and I explained look it wanted me to move around and I'm not doing that I said girl look at these heels okay you really think I can go crawling in these um yeah, it was a really, really good time. Things well, it's it's interesting the uh, the risk that you took. Other people are taking risks by by not put, by keeping their head down and trying to catch Pokemon oh. and falling off cliffs, playing in their right. cars. You took the risk of catching one and then looking fabulous and, and risking it in those heels on Dolores Park uh, Hill. Yeah, there. and that's the truth. Uh, I had to like walk on some fairly steep grass in here. In we're talking at least six inch heels. Yeah. At this point, I'm six foot eight. Oh, we're going to have to post some of those pictures out there for our, for our users, or for our viewers there. <laughs> I'll get you some pictures. Um, yeah, they're just, they were ridiculous. And the whole outfit, the thing out was fabulous. It was such good fun. Um, but I think I, I think I scared some people. I think I, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was the ideal person um, to interview about Pokemon Go either, which is why I think the press were a little bit pissed. Because I was nothing more than a picture rather than an interview. Like, I gave some really lengthy interviews to people. None of them made it into the final cut. Just the pictures of me looking like an absolute twat made it into the final cut. <laughs> but my God, was it fun. So much fun. Um, well, dare to yeah. stand out, huh? And that's why you are now the Imperial newscaster. That is why I'm, yeah, because I don't mind making a complete moron of myself in public. <laughs> it's good for the soul. It's very, very good for the soul. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, Mike, we are at the top of the hour here, and uh, what I like to do in the tradition that Tika Turner has ta- taught me is okay. a last thoughts for, for the day. I mean, you've talked about Lazy Bear. You've talked about your company. Mm-hmm. You've talked about uh, the, the experience you had with Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. Give our viewers some, some uh, your, their, your last thoughts there. My last thoughts, oh, well, uh, San Francisco has been very kind to me, is what I would say. It's, a, it's easily one, like my, most, my favorite city on earth. Um, if anything, San Francisco has taught me, just go out there and be the biggest fucking twat you can possibly be. <laughs> because good things will come as a result. Um, it's a great, it's a liberal city full of really, really fun, exciting, switched on people and the more ridiculous and outrageous you can do out there the more people will love you for it and that is my closing thought very nice very nice <laughs> And with that, then this is Salvador Tovar here, also letting everybody know that this episode has been brought to you by Sparky's Fun and Joy, 
where you dream it, we create it, we blow it. Those guys are located on 115 Clement Street where they have balloon decor, party supplies, and toys for kids and pets. You can visit them online at sparkysfunandjoy.com or by email at 411 at sparkysfunandjoy.com. Or you know what? We can pick up that phone and give them a call at 415-236-3858. Again, that's Sparky's Fun and Joy, your locally owned, your locally gay-owned fun yes, party sure. supply store here in San Francisco. And it is fabulous. Have <laughs> you still got the um, Pokemon? Uh, yes, yes. In fact, actually, thanks for saying that. Yeah. yeah. So this weekend, I we I well, I twisted some Pokemon. I was kind of bored and did all that. But then, <laughs> lo and behold, I decided to take another challenge, and I made a I made a Pikachu wall, and then I kept going, and I'm like, all right, I can sell this Pikachu wall. It's pretty good. I actually made a costume where somebody could get into it and it was a full-on pikachu costume i was walking down the 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 uh, farmer's market there um, in the inner richmond and people were like oh my god it's pikachu that's incredible oh yeah i have to send you the video there's videos online you can find them at uh, on facebook at uh, if you find me on at sal tovar You'll see some of the the videos there. You also can find them on Sparky's and Fun and Joy, where I think it's going viral. Like people are looking at that and, and commenting it and post and reposting. So it's pretty amazing with this man that's dressed up in latex walking around and handing out things. Although I did find out, even as a business owner, that their streets get closed off for the farmers market there. That I'm not allowed to hand out little flyers or anything in the in the farmers market. I'm like, what the hell is that all about? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, they're mm. shutting my streets down and my customers can't come in there, so definitely going to complain about that one. <laughs> yeah, I well think so as well. Yeah. But on a good note here, last thought. Again, this this week has been really amazing. I talked to you for the last couple of weeks about putting yourself out there and putting your heart out there and fulfilling your dreams, making sure that you have those possibilities, you put them in your head, and you believe it and you make it happen. I think a lot of, as you've seen these past couple of episodes here, we continue to talk about the different dreams and the different hopes that many of us have where we give back to the different communities. We are inspired by creating our own businesses. We are philanthropists who choose to help other organizations be a part of this incredible history, rich history of San Francisco. And I think a lot has to do with people just putting it out there in the universe. I know, Mike, you don't like to see the same, but <laughs> but if you do put it out there in the universe, I think it happens. But you've got to believe it. You've got to make it make make it happen. And that's where we, as we talked earlier about the unicorn. Uh, experience. It's where you just believe and you find other like-minded individuals who believe and in, in, have similar beliefs and can make things happen. So with that, again, this is Salvador Tovar, your host today with the House of Pride Radio. And we also have our Imperial newscaster, Mike Evans, out there. He's actually in L.A. right now. Is that, is that right, Mike? I am in, I'm actually, well, technically I'm in San Dimas in the Inland Empire, but I'm switching around LA and Palm Springs for the next sort of week and a half, uh, being a big lush. Got it. Uh, so jealous. We were just talking about weather and, and the warmthness and so forth. So we're having our, oh. <laughs> our winter right now. Oh. 
Well, again, we're signing we're signing off here, and we will see you next week. Mike will be back again online to talk to us about his um, the status of the company and the website and where you can purchase the product. We'll actually post some more information out there on how you can see some of these fabulous shirts and and tank tops and hoodies. And then also we'll get some more interesting juice and scoop what's going down out there in Palm Springs. I wouldn't go that far, though. I'm literally going to go and pick my post up from Palm Springs and come on back. Um, <laughs> well, you I'm can tell us a story about boo- booze and cock, booze and cock. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, we, we are talking about um, my website being live for next week. Caveat, it says booze and dick. Mm, oh, no. booze and dick, sorry. Booze and dick. <laughs> All righty, thanks, everyone, and we will see you guys next week here on House of Pride Radio. Tatty, bye. Bye.
Let's suppose that you're writing a really important email to a colleague. Or a post on Facebook that all your friends will see. Or a paper for your English class that you just have to get an A on. Or a resume for your dream job. Or a message to your crush on a dating site. The point is that you write important things each and every day. And whether you're an English professor or an English learner, we all could use a second pair of eyes to help us make sure we're always putting our best foot forward. Enter Grammarly, a writing app developed by some of the world's leading linguists. Grammarly helps you find and fix grammar, spelling, and punctuation errors wherever you write. Errors that other spelling and grammar checkers just can't catch. Grammarly also helps you improve word choice and style, making your writing clear and compelling all the time. Best of all, it's free. 
Let's suppose that you're writing a really important email to a colleague. Anyone, anyone, anyone. 
Good afternoon and welcome to House of Pride Radio. This is the Tweaker Turner, 45-minute short version. Wow, what a great show that we had with Salvador Tovar. Are you still here, Salvador? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to send you off with a bang. Oh, yeah, definitely with a bang. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> uh, Some amazing experiences happening here, happening here on House of Pride Radio. <laughs> Listen, you, we're going to, uh, you guys tune in and catch Salvador next Wednesday from 6 to 7. And I will be joining him with some guests, and he'll bring some guests. It's going to be a party. Correct. We'll keep it erect and alive. <laughs> yes, indeed. Right now, we're going to shoot things off with a, a mini countdown of Loco Divas. Coming in at number five is Sheena Rose with her big remix of Two of Hearts. Sheena Rose, Two of Hearts. Yeah. That's Sheena Rose, Two of Hearts, coming in at number five on Local Diva Mix right here at House of Pride Radio. That's the Q-U-B-I-Q Radio Edit, Two of Hearts. Go check it out everywhere. Digital is sold. Okay, now we have a caller live with us on the air. Can you hear me? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Robert. Uh, welcome to House of Pride Radio. Um, how do you pronounce your last name? 
Delgado. Delgado, welcome, welcome. Uh, let folks listening to us know what you're all about. You're part of a fabulous production. Uh, tell us about it. Um, okay, so a fabulous production, huh? <laughs> well, I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. We'll see. Um, Manila Lazan's going to be in town for a few days next week. You know, we're going to be doing a couple of shows. Um, we're going to do the first one in Modesto at Climax. Second one will be in San Francisco, Balancora. And um, third one will be in Stockton at Paradise. Um, Manila Lazan, you know. Yes. She's great. <laughs> one of Dra- RuPaul Drag Race's uh, winners. Uh, f- um, what season was she a winner? This last one? She, was, she actually didn't win. She took second place, but um, she went up against Raja, but it was season three. Season three. Uh, folks, can you believe it? She's coming here to San Francisco on the 19th of August in just a, a week uh, and a few days from now um, at Balançoire, uh, one of uh, our uh, locally gay-owned and operated venues here in San Francisco. Um, where can folks get tickets to this fabulous live performance? Um, pretty much at this point, no tickets are going to be available at the door. It's uh, in San Francisco. It's going to be fifteen dollars, um, and with the five dollar meet and greet. Um, so yeah, at this point, the best thing is just to go get them at the door. We're not selling tickets anywhere else online or anything at the moment. All right. So on the nineteenth, folks show up at what time? Um, doors open at ten. Show begins at eleven thirty. And it's not just Manila, it's also... Manila, no. Camille Cho is going to be hosting the show. Um, She's going to have Carney Asada, who will be a part of the lineup, and Jamila Moore from Modesto, Azula Rose from Modesto, and um, who else is it? Anaya Lashan and Amora Tease. Amora Tease, yes. And then you, of course, will be there as our DJ. What an interesting mix of uh, luminaries. Yes, they're all good at what they do. They sure are. Now, um, your production uh, company is called Royal Cox Events. Yes, Royal Cox. How was that name inspired? <laughs> um, okay, so basically, okay, they're they're drag queens. You know, they're royal, and well, they all have a you know. Ah. Uh, uh, royal Cox. There you go. I gotcha. Um, yes, no double takes on on that. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I don't know. One of my friends actually came up with it, and I just ran with it. And it's working for you, Royal Cock Productions, folks. Uh, you have a web page. Where? What is the address? Um, www.royalcockevents.com. Fabulous. Now, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, where do you reside? At the moment, I'm living in Stockton. In um, Stockton. You no, know, I, I go back and forth from Stockton and San Jose. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I'm actually living in Stockton. And um, especially, but I'm actually spending more time here in San Jose. I am from San Jose, so my roots are here. Is your boyfriend there too? My boyfriend. No, no boyfriend. Oh, you don't have a boyfriend. Oh, that's interesting. No. Or a girlfriend. No boyfriend. Yeah. Too much drama for me. Oh, okay. Single guy. Yes. Um, So I am so super excited to be part of your production in this show on the 19th of Balançoire. How are the other shows going at other venues that you have? Those other two, are they lining up real well as well? Um, Actually, yes, they are. Um, Monique Moore is going to be hosting the one in uh, Modesto. You know, Monique has many years of experience and um, 
let's just say she has she knows how to get things done you know yeah um so she you know she's been doing that stuff for me taking care of modesto for me you know and so it's all working out and then um helen heels is the one is coordinating paradise in stockton you know so you know i think between the three of them camille monique and helen you know it's working out pretty well you know they um yeah. there's been no issues and i'm hoping there's not going to be any you know um because, you know, this is something we're planning on doing once a month, you know, so hopefully everything just works out. I, I It sounds like it's going to. I mean, the, your flyers are real glossy and, and professional and exciting looking. And tell us Thank about you. the uh, the one at Balançois. You, you have some really hot go-go boys uh, that are going to be dancing uh, in between the acts, or how's that going to work? Um, they're going to basically be not in between, but like before and after fabulous and can you yeah. can we do some shout outs are they friends of yours or who are these folks i'm sorry i'm having a little trouble hearing you what did you say i said um who are who are these boys are they friends of yours uh, can we who do a they? shout out so, um so let's see there's you know rafa he's a friend of mine you know um he's you know he's visiting here right now he's been here for a few months and then there's his his boyfriend Josue, which is um, one of the other boys that's on the. I don't know if you see the flyer. They're, I'm talking about the ones on the far left. Uh huh. Um, you know they're both um, visiting here from Mexico, and they've been here for a few months, and they need some extra money, so they're you know they I think they have the perfect bodies for it. So you know they're on there, and then I have Junior, who is another friend of mine, um, and then JC, which is the one in the middle. He's coming out from LA. You know, in Modesto, he's actually going to do a strip show, um, right? Um, like a little mini strip show, because uh, he's, he's a stripper from out there. But you know, we're not going to have time to do that at any of the other um, venues other than Modesto. So, you know, that's a little bit, you know, it's too bad. But you know, it's just the way it played out. But there's JC. You know, um, a lot of people actually know him in the area. You know, um, JC Wilson. And I believe they're all. Um, that was that's all of them. Wow, they all look so professional. I bet they can move great. I can't wait to see them. And folks are listening to us. Do come out on Friday, August 19th. Uh, is that next Friday? I think it is. Yes, it is. Next Friday, August 19th at Balançois for one hell of a show featuring uh, second place winner RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3, uh, yes. Manila Luzon. Am I pronouncing that right? You are. And uh, hosted by the fabulous, and boy, do we love her, Camille Toe. Uh, Camille, if you can feel my vibes, maybe you can call in and tell us more about it from your angle. And then, of course, all those fabulous local uh, luminary female impressionists, Amora Tease, Anaya Lishon, uh, uh, who else? Carney Asada, we love her. And who else, honey? Geneva Moore. Mm-hmm. And Azula Rose. Azula Rose. Fabulous, fabulous. It is a show called Squirt, brought to you by Robert and his production team, Royal Cox. Production, uh, please just show up at the door. We'll fit you in, into the room, uh, and come at 10 o'clock to get there early. Earlier the better. Uh, the early bird gets the worm. That is Squirt next Friday. Balançois, be there. <laughs> Did I do good? <laughs> yep, I forget. I I was I got all like stuck on my words. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good, honey. Well, listen, this Thank is you. your first time calling in, but we hope you you come back in person or call back again real soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank thank you, honey. Take care. See you soon. Bye bye. All right. Bye. 
If anyone listening to Tweaker Turner right now wants to call in and shoot the breeze, it's 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511 live from San Francisco House Pride Radio. Uh, right now, we're counting down the top five diva uh, dance hits of San Francisco and the nation. Coming in at number five was Two of Hearts, Sheena Rose. Been on her charts a while, girl. Good job. Debuting at a hot number four, it's a fast climber. It's Kim Sims. She's back. You may remember her from Too Blind to See It, number one smash back in the day. Well, she's back with a new one called Deep in the City, out on fourth quarter records from UK. Here she is, Deep in the City. Kim Sims in at number four. Right, deep in the city, right there, Kim Sims coming in, debuting at number four this week on Diva Dance San Francisco. We have another diva of another kind live on the telephone line. Hello, are you there? Hello. Hey, it's <laughs> it's the one and only the diva herself, Miss Camille Toe. Hello, hashtag mother of ratchet in the house. Girl, you have a lot to chew about. Talk talk to us about, rather. I do. So I am, as I'm sure most of us know, I'm coming back to Balenciaga this Sunday. Unbelievable. Um, I, I know. I'm excited for that. We have a sickening, fabulous lineup um, full of drama, but free of the drama drama. <laughs> Tell us some of the, the, the gals that will be um, so We have um, our in. church lady, Miss um, Sable Jones, coming to stir up all the conversation. Um, we have yes. Natalie Ray. I uh, love we her. have Miss uh, Amelia Monroe coming back to the stage finally to do some turns out turn up for us. I am sure she uh, is ready, more than ready to come oh, on I back. Know she's ready to come <laughs> back. Um, we have Miss Anita Fuck, who doesn't generally perform as much, excuse me for saying that word. Um, but um, we also have uh, Vogan Tones. San Francisco's only super amazing voguing queen, um, Jacques, Sir Jacques, in the house. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen Sunday him. He's well. good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. 
We also have, uh, I have some other things going on as well. So um, Friday at Balançois, we have the amazing Miss uh, Manila Luzon in the house for a sickening party, which you're actually DJing. You're DJing both, I believe, yeah. Girl, I know, um, you know, sort then, of like uh, passive-aggressively promoting myself through. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, we, we just we, we just got have... off the phone with Roger, the promoter from Royal Cox Productions. Oh, Robert. Robert, rather. Robert, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, we had a good talk about it. But tell us from your angle, what, what do you think you're going to bring to the audience? Well, I'm just really excited. I really want to keep it very, like, um, top 40s hip-hop. I think that Manila is a super amazing kind of costume queen, and I think with the rest of the girls in the show, you're going to get a lot of performance. Uh, not necessarily a lot of super glitz and glam like Manila's going to bring, but definitely a lot of performance, a lot of drama. Um, you know me. When I'm on the mic, it's always a super turned-up time. I want to show Manila how I do it and how I party in San Francisco. <laughs> so I super hope she's ready. I hope she, well, you know, it might be like a new flavor for her. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know, she dates the black, so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> oh, she, I didn't know, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all new to me. But you've worked with some of the local performers that are coming on. Like, uh, what's interesting is, Camille, Camille, what's interesting is um, that Carney Asada is actually coming to perform as a performer. Now, you. Yeah, with me on um, Thursday. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to bring her in because she definitely has a great following in San Francisco. We want to make sure we can get the house as packed as possible. Yes. So she's not actually hosting Friday the 19th. You are the host. No, I am hosting Friday. Uh, uh, Carney is no longer hosting at Balançois. Right. So, but yet this event is at Balançois. So I'm wondering, is there any tension between the girls? I mean, I don't think there's tension here. Per se, I know Markel posted the flyer and she said, "Yes, Camille, get it." Um, but I don't. I don't. Me and Carney have we're kind of sisters here and there. Um, I don't know when she likes me or when she doesn't. But she. I, I don't think there's any tension. I mean, there might be, but it doesn't matter. You know, you. I don't when really. When you pick a winner, when I, you pick a winner, you pick a winner, and you can't go back. Well, that, so. Mama, Mama always said the cream rises to the top. You know. So. Hello. <laughs> I don't really feel. Scum, I've never felt tension between you guys. I, I always felt like no, you we guys never were really comrades. Have we tend to have an open conversation about everything, so yeah. we can talk and talk. Um, I mean, shade will be thrown as always. It's me and Carney. But, but what's um, <laughs> from my perspective, from the outside. Um, so you left Balançois a few months ago because you just felt, and you, and you know, this is on the I record, felt, you felt un, yeah. un, disrespected. I'm going to say that. I felt, un, I felt unappreciated. Unappreciated. And slightly disrespected, but more so on a level of, like, it wasn't just the owners. It was kind of everybody. And I, like, you know, the way Carney runs her shift is very extremely militant. And that's just not my, my style of doing anything. I'm very laid back. I'm a... Stoner queen, you know, I just want to chill. I want to have fun. I want to drink with my friends, and I want to have a sickening, fabulous show. And when you start getting into too many of too much of the business aspect, and you know, getting a little too money hungry or anything like that, it tends to fuck things up, and it's it's it, it, it kind of um, goes back on everything that I personally think drag is, which is getting together with friends and looking glamorous and having a fabulous time. So, so you left, and then after you left, you fell in love. I did actually. Oh my God! Yes, I just got engaged two weeks ago. Congratulations! So to my Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, we plan on. Well, he wants to get married next year, but you know me, I'm the old queen. I'm trying to <laughs> wait it out and make sure that it's going to be the one. So yes. I <laughs> sign a prenup. Um, yeah. Well, we're not worried about a prenup or anything like that. We both make pretty great money, so it's not. It's not about that. We just want to make sure that that's what we want to do. And plus, we want to have a really fabulous um, reception here in the Bay Area for everybody to come to. 
Oh, nice, nice. And, and you sound like, you know, you're just lit up, you know. You sound I'm happy. happy. You know, I'm you know. so excited. I have been out of drag for about three months now. Um, and not just out of drag, but, like, completely out of drag. I haven't been doing anything. I have face. I have body hair. I saw pictures of yeah. your body hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really just excited to jump back in the game full force. And, I mean, with the RuPaul's Drag Race Girl shows and then this show. Um, I'm also hosting next Sunday. So, um, oh. yeah. I'll be doing both Sundays this month, and then Bianca will be last month, and then we'll be alternating. Uh, oh, okay. Week, so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, fabulous. So, what, what was your decisive uh, moment that made you say, "Okay, I'm, I'm cool with coming back and biweekly"? This is gonna so sound so shady, but when Carney quit, I was down to come back because I just didn't. <laughs> I could come back and be back to not having rules or anything. I just, I wanted. I just wanted less of like a, well, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. And not only was I getting it from her, I was also getting it from the owners, I'm sure because of conversations they had. So I, I'm just, I'm back. I would like to get it back to where it's not miscommunication. It's just, this is what it is. This is what I'm going to do. And we're going to leave it at that sort of thing. So. Are you all going to hit me with like your music, like the morning of that kind of thing? Um, well, <laughs> I, I actually have my songs picked out already. So I was literally walking today like I might as well just email him over but you know me i'm super last minute i'll probably show up i'm going camping this weekend and we leave camp at eight o'clock in the morning and it's oh, a three God. hour drive back here yeah so i'm crunching time i'll probably be there around 12 25 well you know I we have <laughs> that's fine you know we have two new cd di uh drives so i i i i'm totally cool with cds if girls do want to bring oh, no, old school i don't CDs. have a cd burner so I'll, oh, just all right. emailing my music, so. <laughs> I'll be getting that that email like at you know 12 30 yeah, eight o'clock in the morning on my way there right at 12:25. <laughs> yeah, thank God they have internet connection. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's all good. I, I really, you know, when I think of um, hosts, there's so many, ta so much talent in the city. Um, yeah, you're, you really are quite good at the game, though. I will say. Thank you so much. I've always prided myself on my hosting skills. Now, performance-wise, I can't say, but hosting, I'm definitely. Oh good no, at. you bring it, girl. I just think <laughs> you're gonna break a leg one of these days when you do. One of these. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come a point where, like, you know, it's not meant for you to do that. And I'll have the army crawl off stage. <laughs> Yeah, did you, um, like yeah, you'll I get you'll pull songs, a pull so. a uh, hernia or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll I'm drag doing you off. Songs. Connie will come in and get you off the stage. Right, exactly. <laughs> come in and hit her split. <laughs> so we promoted um, Balançoire a lot. Uh, yes. What else do we should we touch on? I have uh, Merry Go Round coming up as well, which is the third Thursday of the month um, with my other hostess, Miss um, Mercedes Monroe, and uh, um, we love a lot her. Yeah. yeah. Now that show's been going on for some time uh yes it has been going on for a while it's been going on for like um what is it like five years six years maybe more honestly mm -hmm. so that that is like a you know a, a san francisco castro staple is it still at the lookout uh it is still off the lookout every third thursday amazing amazing uh that's a great show folks listening to us go support Mary, go round. Support your local queens. Yes. Okay, I love you all, but I have to get off the phone now because I'm actually at work and I don't want to get. Show, oh, girl, so. we don't want to get you into <laughs> hot water. Thank you for calling, Camille. We'll Thank see you, you soon. Thank you. I love you, San Francisco. Bye. I'll see you guys on Sunday and next Friday. Don't forget. Bye. Love you guys. Bye, bye, honey. We just love when a queen calls us here at House of Pride Radio. If anybody else else would like to call, 415-550-0511. We have a few minutes left. Let's get through our countdown. We're coming in at number five was Sheena Rose, two of hearts. Debuting at a strong number four, deep in the city, Kim Sims. You remember her from Too Blind to See It. What a diva. 
Uh, and now at number three, Carolyn Lund is back with a reboot of her big smash from a few years back, Move Your Body. Move Your Body has been remixed by a bunch of local uh, cats here in the Bay Area, and it is released on Leo Frappier's Hit Save Music label. Move Your Body 2016, Carolyn Lund.
Oh yeah, that's Carolyn Lund, Move Your Body, featuring Leo Frappier off of his local San Francisco hit Save Music label, coming in at number three this week on Diva Dance San Francisco. At number two, we love her. From Los Angeles, it's Debbie Holiday with Dirty Disco's Music Is My Way of Life in at number two. (laughs) 